We're doing it live. We're going fucking live. We don't have anyone with the Capmeister because uh, Chad Elkins' computer is down. I don't know how you have a computer down. I have multiple computers. I got how many computers I got? I got the uh, desktop, laptop, other desktop, desktop at the Sun of Command. I got four computers. Or computers, but Chad has one. Chad has one. <clears throat> you would think having something as vital as internet access to the computer would be fine, but I, I, who am I? Who am I? And then the great one, the trader, Benedict Arnold, he got himself a full time job, Mr. Independent Man, Mr. I'm going to stay at home, be, be home dad. Oh, no, I'm back into the Matrix. Come, come join me and Cypher back in the Matrix. Uh, so I had to do this, and I had to do it. I'm late. I'm late. The reason I'm late is too much fucking shit going on. Oh, Cap, you always give us that excuse. You always say there's too much shit going on. Yes, because there is too much shit. I, I'm not kidding, guys, because this is for my own therapy. I don't do this podcast to help out older, young, or younger brothers and younger sisters. That's just a front to make you guys think I'm some awesome, nice guy. But honest to God, the, I, I, I can't write. I don't have time. I just finished an article today that took three hours. Good writing takes time. So you can imagine how long it takes to write a book. Asshole Consulting went through the roof. Then the email shat on me, shat out on me, shat, shat the bed. It shatted the bed. And there's moving, and then there's all the fucking shit that goes, oh, God, I thought I'd be so, so on my game moving. And I am moving material stuff, but then it's all, God almighty, I got a list here somewhere. There's like 25 things I got to convert over to the new mailing address. Holy shit. Remember moving out to Wyoming? That was a pain in the ass. But now it's even more. Now I had to, I had to convert. I think it's twenty five between the LLCs and your. your oh, it, it, we always need usernames and passwords. Always the usernames and password. Lord knows I'm probably going to have to because I bought an Xbox One. I know they're going to make me sign up for because I won't be able to log in online. If you can't log in now, and then you can't download the updates, and then the the game won't work. <laughs> Calling into question, what's the point and purpose of buying a console? Only reason I got this because I want to play Red Dead Redemption. I got a really good deal on it. But how much you want to bet? They're gonna. Oh, we can't. We can't register your account without your address. We need it. I'm gonna have to send it. I might have to update it so that the new acquirer of my house, the new owner of my house, won't be getting all this mail. What the fuck is all this shit, one? Yeah. And then I just wanted I just wanted to chill. I just wanted to chill and relax. But that's not gonna happen. Cause TJ Martinell, that fucker at tjmartinell.com, he sent me this. We're gonna lead with it. There's and there's so much dumb shit. There is so much dumb shit. I got the the to-do list here, and there's five articles, and usually they go back into the background, but this is such spectacularly stupid shit. And people have paid me to go over these articles, and they're good articles, guys. It's not like I'm gonna—they're bad articles, but someone paid me, so I'm gonna make you guys suffer. These are good articles, peering into just the utter failure and misery and and psychopathy, if that's a word, of uh, modern day America and Western civilization. But this one prompted me to get off my ass and actually do this delayed podcast, and it it it, it didn't say anything. TJ didn't say anything. He just sent me a link. Women in techregatta.com Seattle. And just right off the bat, right off the bat with the PBR 
BBRPP, BBR face, was a permanent resting bitch face of uh, four women. And there's a guy there. And, it, and it's, it's tiring, ladies. It's so tiring. It's not, there should be a new hashtag called not just learn to code. Hey, how about you fucking start coding or something like that? Maybe you should code now. Maybe there's the work to be done. This, not this one thing, but this now 30-year-old constant pep rally of vagina where we just celebrate. It's the woman, the women, the things, and celebrating a goddamn trait you were born with. Instead of actually accomplishing something, it's getting mighty fucking sick and tiring. And yeah, okay, look, hey, there, let's pose in striped shirts. Look how powerful, and I'll give your mean, powerful face. Don't put your hands on your hip. It's like, oh, fuck. Do people fall for this? Do they swallow that? They do. I guess they do. They got three three, uh, women in tech regattas. This one just happens to be in Seattle. The other one's over in Europe somewhere. The third one's in Vancouver. North America's Europe, Canada. And I, let's just go through it. Let's just, about us, who are, what's the event? If it loads up. Women in Tech Regatta, the website is so slow it won't load up. Uh, Join us. For the third annual Women in Tech Regatta Week in Seattle. It sounds great. You know, you guys all know me. Women in tech. Close that wage gap. Women in STEM. Go STEM girls. Go in tech. And now, well, look, it's the, do you think the emphasis is on tech or do you think it's on vagina? Because I get news from focusing on vagina doesn't close the wage gap. I mean, there's this element of women's studies where apparently women of all uh, all industries, and I can't say all women, but th- there seems to be this emphasis, a constant pep rally of where like women who major in women's studies, all that is is staring at your vagina in a mirror and writing thousands of pages about this that have no practical application in the real world. This is the equivalent of that. It's like you're so close. You're so far. Hey, you did all the hard work. You majored in this. You majored in that. You're in tech. Now go make money. Oh, no. No. We must bow down and worship the great statue of the vagina. We must stare at our vaginas in the mirrors because if we don't, why then we're not women in STEM. Can't you just be STEM workers? Was it the whole freaking point of the civil rights movements or the feminist movement is that you were judged by the content of your character and not the plumbing down below, which I think Martin Luther King originally wanted to say, but he said, I oh, would better focus on this race thing first. We'll, we'll get to the sex later, but let's focus on the race thing. now. That's what he said behind closed doors. And sadly, you can predict it. You can predict it. Even though this is tech, even though you think this would be a, a higher quality women, I would say they are all higher quality women, but then it's, it's like you just can't work a fucking job. It's always got, I've never walked in. Dicks in banking. Hey, you got a dick? Are you in banking? We're going to have a seminar. Dicks in banking. Let's talk about dicks. Let's talk about penile. Let's talk about pubic hair. Are they graying prematurely? What's it like to be a man? It, it never, never occurred to any guy. You know why? Because we want to go to the fuck home after we're done working. Our lives are not work. We, 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 we derive value in a professional sense. We make money, but then we want to go the fuck home. 
any real woman I know who is in STEM would never attend this thing. All the women I know would be like, nope, not going to this. Nope. You know why? Because they got more important shit to do. That's why. They have lives. And, and just hear me out. I'll try and get through this. Relationships are the true currency. No, they're not. Time is the only currency. Right off the bat. Just going with the, the touchy-feely shit. Relationships are the true currency. Find your tribe at the Women in Tech Regatta. None of you are going to have lifelong friends here. You know that? None of you are going to. None of you. None of you. Go to work. Do your job. Put in some OT. Go to fuck home. Get a paycheck. That's it. From cryptocurrency to crying in the bathroom, polishing your startup pitch to why women turn on each other. Guys, I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up. It's this, it's stereotyping, but I'm not doing it. This is coming from the feminist left. They are they are stereotyping women as crying in the bathroom and why women turn on each other. This is worth your time and effort, ladies. You wonder why you don't make as much as men because you're pissing away your time on this bullshit. I, again, there's got to be a hashtag. Why don't you go fucking code then? <laughs> Why do you go fucking code now? Where's the fucking work? Where's the GDP? Uh, we tackle topics. We tackle the topics women in tech care about, and we tackle them together. Each two-hour workshop features an hour of panel discussion from experts who share their insights during the next hour, attendees break into small groups and share their experiences and help each other move forward. Men and women in any role at any career level in tech are welcome. Well, that's nice. They do invite men. That's cool. Okay. But I think women should have their own thing. I, I wouldn't be insulted if men didn't, were not allowed to, uh, to attend. No dress code required. Having captivating conversations, enjoy cocktails and candlelight meditation. Ladies, candlelights don't do – meditation doesn't accomplish shit. All the candlelight vigils thrown in all the world didn't bring back any of the terrorist victims. All the candlelit vigils didn't solve shit. It doesn't do anything. If anything, it, it contributes a little bit to global warming. Cost some bees their wax. I don't know how wax is made. Candlelight meditation. Get headshots or headspace. Meet your new boss or your new best friend. <laughs> Oh, man. I know. I know, Aaron. These people don't have friends. The millennials don't have friends. They got to go. They that Work is their new family. Connect with local women in tech groups with senior execs and startup founders, investors, and engineers. The theme of our regatta is relationships are the true currency. Melody and some of our regatta crew are seen here in the regatta-themed shirts. Oh, and the shirt has a picture of a woman with a mustache. See, that's that's the other thing. See, you can't just say, hey, we're women and we're feminine and we like this shit. No, they always have to be, we're not men. We're anti-men. Not anti-men in that they are maliciously against men, but they have to define themselves in relationship to men. If you look at it, it's a woman with co coiffed hair. Kind of looks like that picture of a young Stalin with a mustache. See, you get it? You get it? They're women in tech. They're not men. And that has value because they're not. No, no, your vagina has no value. I can I cannot emphasize this enough, people. 
Things you were born with have no value. Your degree in STEM, ladies, does have value because people are going to pay for that. They're going to pay for your coding. They're going to pay for your cybersecurity. They're going to pay for your engineering. They're going to pay for uh, whatever. This is, a, I think, an uh, IT coding um, skewed heavy uh, seminar they're putting together. But for God's sake, women, get over your vaginas. Get over it. But 30, 40 years of this feminist bullshit, playtime is over. When do you actually start fucking working? When are you like, hey, yeah, you know, we're all equal now. Let's get back to brass tacks. Let's get to work now. Hey, you with the, no one's, no one's stopping you. We love women in tech. But then when you're like, oh, by the way, I'm bringing these eight huge luggage cases of baggage called vagina. What the fuck is that doing? In the, why is this? What? What is the point of this? Except to piss away time and maybe master, I don't understand. Why are you wasting your time? Wit regatta agenda, mothership main event. Get it, mothership. I'm <laughs> making cute. Resource reception featuring over 40 organizations from our vibrant city. Yeah, Seattle, vibrant. Hey, you like typhus? <laughs> that support women and girls in tech. All during one night under one roof. <clears throat> Connect with industry leaders who can help you find new opportunities, provide you with valuable networking and powerful. Oh, God, networking never works. Powerful insights to push your career to the next level. Next level. I think that's going to be a phrase. Next level. If you ever hear synergies or next level, the seminar or class or whatever you're in is worthless. Completely fucking worthless going to the next level. But, uh, Sergeant, you're no longer a corporal. Pay comes with that. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, yeah. Actually, oh, no, they're just going to the next level. What's that in tech and women regard? I, I don't know. Let's go to the next level. They get a star. I don't know, Bob. I'm too busy coding, trying to figure out this email server thing. I don't know what the fuck I was going. Come back. I've gone to the next level. Hey, how about you fucking code now? Hashtag. <laughs> oh, God. I'm taking podcasting to the next level. Participate in a variety of exciting pop events, virtual reality demo, resume review, and job seeking advice. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for that from HR gals. Candlelight meditation and work workplace hacks. Connect with new and old friends at the Connection Cafe or just relax while sipping on drinks. How about you go fucking work? <laughs> how about how about you go work on that entrepreneurial idea you had? Instead of pissing away your money and time on this, why don't you spend some of that money registering an LLC with the SOS? Uh, fund your bank account with it, get an EIN number, uh, and then start programming or doing whatever it was your, your uh, entrepreneurial endeavor was. Why don't, you, why don't you go do that? This is meditation. I'm going to the next level. <sighs> Pork tracks. Choose from 40 workshop sessions at different ports across the city. Sessions are grouped thematically so you can create a personalized itinerary in line with your interests. Oh, God, please. See, I just, I didn't make it past this. I did look a couple people and I'm already logged into LinkedIn because I want to see how many of these women actually have experience in tech. 
or they're like eight, they're like they're like in uh, IT crowd where Jen has no experience in IT and she's put in charge of the IT department. <laughs> One of the greatest shows ever, IT crowd is British comedy. You guys gotta watch it. All right, port one, tech mavens. Deep dive into bleeding edge technologies from blockchain to quantum computing. Okay. And career issues from data ethics to growing as a coder. Okay, there. Good, good. Port two, inclusive culture and allyship. Oh, ally, A-L-L-Y, ally. Is that a word? Please, God Almighty, don't tell me that's a fucking word now. Allyship. Oh, my God, it's fucking... Oh my God, the fucking thought police. Allyship, the anti-oppression network, guide to allyship.com. Allyship, the key to unlocking the power of diversity. Okay, is there, a, is there a facility somewhere in academia where you guys just have a, a group of, of wonks that just sit there and figure out, the, that come up with this crap? How, how does allyship help women advance? How does that create more produce? How does that create more production? Uh, PureNet BC. Allyship is not an identity. It's a lifelong process of building relationships based on trust, consistency, and accountability with marginalized individuals and groups of people. <laughs> how about you marginalized groups of people stop pissing away your time on dumbass shit like this and just work harder? How about that? How about you put in the same amount of effort and then see if your pay is the same? And if it's not, then we'll talk. In the meantime, when you're done jerking off at seminars on allyship, allyship is not self-defined. Our works and our efforts must be recognized by the people we seek to ally ourselves. You're never allying yourself with me. Never. You know who ally themselves with me? People who work hard. People who know there's no such thing as a free lunch. People don't, you see, you need to ally, you need to medical, fuck yourself. No one mentored me, go fuck yourself. Just fuck off, just fuck off. Uh, <clears throat> there's more stuff on privilege. The anti-oppression network. <laughs> Guide to allyship.com. An ever-evolving and growing open-source guide meant to provide you with the resources becoming, for becoming a more effective ally. How much fucking government money and how little are your problems that we are spending Lord knows how much on all these websites, research here, Merriam-Webster. Well, that's an actual definition. Uh, fundamentals for effective allyship. Oh. How many results are there? 862,000? Do you guys have jack all fucking shit left to do in life? I'm an ambassador for allies. I, guys, this, I can't make it. This is why I don't read through it. You never know what pearls you're ever going to find. I mean, anything to avoid work, right? Right, guys? Anything to avoid hard work, right? Allyship and support and mentoring. I pressed a button. I'm a coder. <laughs> what really pisses me off is it's shit like this that gives the women I do know who are in STEM a bad name. There are, well, we all know Jesse Price. God bless her. The real Rosie the Riveter. That woman will beat your ass and has spilled more blood with busted up knuckles working in the oil fields. Um, the gal that helped me out with my website, she's a gal, IT guy. I'm not going to mention her name because I don't want her getting fired. 
God bless her. Uh, smartest woman I ever, smartest person I ever knew was a woman. Masters in electrical engineering and programming, I think. Uh, I never knew what happened to her. I think she's dead. She never ate. Um, brilliant woman, though. Brilliant. And and this this patty cake bullshit. Because you're gonna, you're not gonna get a guy like me who knows there actually are hardworking women. All right, you're not always gonna get me who's intellectually intelligent and honest. Enough. Yeah, this this just represents the 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 pink fluffy faux stem types. We gotta go drink wine and espresso and gelato and prosecco and other things that ends in vowels. And we're gonna meditate and have candles. And we're gonna talk about allyship. You're avoiding work. All right, most people are gonna look at that and say, okay. Pretty much, we can dismiss all women in STEM. You know, how how women who falsely accuse men of rape, now if a woman is actually raped, now guys are like, I, I don't know, cops or it didn't happen. You're ruining the reputation of hardworking women who actually want to make it in STEM because you're just turning it <clears throat> into, frankly, an unprofessional waste of time. I, I don't know what to call this. This feels more like business school than IT school. It's all networking. It's all work avoidance. It's all getting the deal done. I'm a big idea guy. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to make the deal. Make the deal. See, we're, we're doing business now. We're golfing. See how busy we're, we're? I know it looks like we're having fun. We're just getting, but we're golfing. We're doing business on the golf course. That's what it looks like. This is frivolous. There's the word frivolous. This is a frivolous pissing away of time. Now, not that first one. Uh, deep dive in the bleeding edge technology of uh, blockchain to quantum computing and career issues from data ethics to growing as a guy. That, that's legitimate. That makes sense. But number two, inclusive culture and allyship. Oh, fuck off. How many more decades of patty cake do you need? How to, strong, how to build stronger, more diverse teams and be an effective ally and mentor. Um, How about fuck diversity and we just hire the best? And we're going to have women in there and minorities too. How about that? So that when you're actually employed, ladies, you know you were hired because you were the best, not because of your hoo-ha. Or do you not care? Do you Are you going to play the race card? Not the race card. Are you going to play the sex card? Is that is that what's going to happen forever? Because then you can't claim to be equal then. You can't constantly, vagina card, vagina card, vagina card, vagina card, vagina card. I'm e no, no, you're playing victim. All right? Stop asking for preferential treatment. Just knock it off. Come in there. Compete with the best. Be the best. You know, I, I wonder, you know, no one knows what's in the heart of souls. I mean, what percent of women are actually like, yeah, I want to be the best. I know them. I know several gals. But for every one of them, what is there? Four, five, eight, ten women who are, quote, in tech. They do have a tech degree. They have a STEM degree, but they're perfectly okay with just playing this, this victim card. Part three, leadership. Leadership can't be taught. This is not women's fault. This is men's fault. Men are original. I'm an MBA. I'm a leader. Shut up. You can't. Leadership. Fuck you. A diverse group of CEOs and leaders will talk multidimensional leadership. Building credibility and why women turn on each other. <laughs> Jesus. Is this the checkout line at the grocery store where it's People Magazine and there's a fucking riff between Cardi B and, and, and Britney Spears? We mean... <laughs> that's leadership? Why women... That's this petty, gossipy, catty behavior? That's part of leadership? 
That's what CEOs are talking about? Dude, if I was a CEO and I had two gals come into my, Kathy said the team of you, I said, both of you shut the fuck up or you're fired. Fucking figure it out. Don't you ever waste my time again on this petty ass bullshit. I don't care if Tina stole your husband. That's not work now, is it? Deal with it off grounds. <sighs> I mean, here's another one for all you guys, for everybody listening. This is why you don't work in corporate America. It is very clear corporate America is going this way. They have gotten it so bad that we're going to have candlelight. We're going to have meditation. And leadership seminars are now talking about why women turn on you. This is middle school bullshit at the highest ranks of corporate America. You want to be on that boat? You want to be on this boat that's being piloted by a bunch of idiot morons or more obsessed about politics and why women turn on each other in office uh, gossip than it is, hey, uh, are we making? Are we going to make money? We got enough cash to pay people? I'm, I'm even more convinced now that entrepreneurship is about the only place any real men and women, if, if you want to be meritocratic, that's the only place you're ever going to be truly rewarded. I can see a, a real women who want to work hard and, and, and they're just as sick and tired of the office politics and the cattiness of women. They just want to get their job. They just, they just want to get promoted and they want to work hard. I mean, but again, to you, to you poor ladies, look how this paints you. And this is a pro-female group. Fine, be pro-female. What's this shit women turn on each other? I'm sorry, is it 1986 and Cappy is back in middle school? I don't, I don't. <clears throat> By the way, don't send any super chats in. No, not going to it. No, we'll get to it later. Just wait till I'm done with this. Startups, how to polish your pitch. Succeed at your side hustle. Okay. All right, and build the right relationships and just jump in. I don't like the, the right relationship. Just jump in. Ah, uh, hey, I need financing. Are you a bank? Here's my business plan. It's pretty thorough. I have forecasts projected by the Chad Elkin CPA. He signed off here. Think you'd be interested? Thank you. <clears throat> career acumen. Learn how storytelling, mentorship, and meaningful connections can help you meet your career goals and even change careers midstream. Um, yeah, and here's a picture of the gal with the mustache. And women, see, now here's what, women got other mustaches. See, it's not just a picture of the model who's a female with a coiffed hair and a big, bushy 1890s mustache. Other women in the background are wearing the mustache. See? Because that'll help close the wage gap. We at the WIT regatta passionately believe. See, passion, well, Pat, you said the magic P word. Everything's taken care of. If you just said you believe in the power of community, I would say, oh, no, no. But now you passionately, you know, like my my passion is theater. Well, then you're obviously going to become the next Lauren Bacall. Passionately believe in the power of, oh, passionate hangs up there with next level. So anytime you hear the word passion or passionately, it's like next level or leadership. It's all bullshit. And strive to build new connections in our ever-growing ecosystem. <laughs> We'll provide a powerful week brimming with opportunities to build your tribe and buoy your spirit. No oars required. Our goal is for everyone to be seen, heard, and to walk away from this week with new ideas and relationships. Oh. 
Can I tell you about the time? I was so happy. It had to be spring. It had to be spring. Wonderful spring. Chick with some tits. Da, 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 da. Red-headed fling. All right. Um, <clears throat> it was spring because there was a wedding up at Kaufman Memorial Union. Late at night, midnight, and I was doing my regular patrols. And uh, I got up, elevator opens up, and there's two drunk bridesmaids in front of me. I'm like, oh. I'm like, there's a wedding going on here. And, and that would happen occasionally, but they just didn't tell us. And so they're drunk. And I'm like, I got it. I'm like, hey, here's a wedding. Are we in trouble? Are you going to arrest us? No, no. I, uh, we just, this is our regular patrol, but no one told us there's a wedding here. So, and, and I call an agent. Hey, there's a wedding. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's going to go till one, you know, patrol at two, cleaning staff. So the two drunk gals, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm patrolling. I'm like, oh, do you want some food? I'm like, yeah, I want some food. I didn't have my backpack with me. And there was all this chicken and steak and vegetables. And they just gave me plastic bags as much as I could. I filled up my backpack. I was happy about that. I was really happy about that. And the reason I was happy and appreciative of that is because resources were sparse. <clears throat> they were scarce. I had I, I can I even to this day I know the value of a dollar. But there must be so much fucking money and free time for this fucking shit to this be now on its third annual uh, uh, incarnation available in three countries overseas. What what's this like? What what is this? What is your life like that the best use of your week of time? How long? Four days. This is a four day seminar. It, I don't have four days for anything. I don't even know. There's four days. I like, yes, that's so important. I'd spend four days. How cake is your life or how unchallenging, how full of resources is your life that the best use of four days of your time, sacrificing pay and work, I might add, unless work is paying for it, that, that this is the best use of your time, that it's worth for you to spend four, four days on this itinerary. Isn't there like are women just not supposed to smile? There's there's two pretty good looking women here. Well, of course that one shaved her head, so what the fuck? But are women just, <laughs> just look badass? Be serious. Whatever you do, don't be feminine. God almighty. Um, so there's deciphering blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Actually, it's shifting the culture in male-dominated industry. Ladies, don't worry, you'll have it all. You will have it all. Stephanie Redivo, Noah Addy, Cynthia T, Vanessa Galasso, Jennifer Pelegi. Ladies, <clears throat> you can have it all. We want you to commute. We want you to be stuck on the I-5 in Seattle. We want stuck you on the 405 in, in California. We want you putting in the Cheryl Sandberg hours. We want you paying the taxes. Me and my boys, we'll just be hanging out with Steve Jobs creating our shit in our dumpy garages and then selling it to your companies for a billion dollars a piece. And then we're going to sit probably on a beach somewhere or ride a motorcycle to the beach or ride the motorcycle on the beach as if an off-road motorcycle. And we're just going to enjoy our lives. And you can have, you can have, 
truly, ladies, please take the industries. Please. You go work. You make sure the electricity is on. You make sure the internet works. And in the meantime, you're going to have to come up with a way that you're oppressed when women outnumber men in leadership positions and just general employment figures in different industries. And it won't be male-dominated anymore. It won't. All right, But then you're going to have to come up with a new reason why you're oppressed when you're in charge of, of, of those industries. <clears throat> See, then they'll just say, do you know that 92% of entrepreneurs are men? We need a seminar on how to be an entrepreneur. We need men to be allyships to us. Co-Storm Interactive, connections that make things happen. Look at that, full. The concept behind Co-Storm is about how much more we're able to see for each other than we see for ourselves. Their creative back-and-forth energy and getting outside your own head. Fresh eyes, CR, blind spots, and fillers. They also mirror. So you're saying five brains is better than one? We, we just called this brainstorming or a shit chess a session. A bunch of guys got to peep, got together and we, we, we have a bullshit session. But let me guess, you, <clears throat> you got by Jen Hope. Jen Hope, CEO, coach. Never trust coaches, guys. I'm not a life coach, and I'm not a fucking influencer. I'm a dumbass dope with a fucking show on the YouTubes who curses and swears and was a former banker and saved his money. That's all I am. I'm a no-good, dirty, vagabond lout. That's what I am. I'm a professional lout. Jennifer Hope. Are any of these women older? No. Okay, Lori Hoffman looks a little bit. Oh, okay. Lori Hoffman is director, Expedia Group. Okay, that's legit. Angel Boltmeyer. The rest of them. Okay, there's some there's some wisdom here. Jen Hope. Jen <laughs> uh, Hope is obsessed with creating successful successful momentum that produces confident leaders. <laughs> She's going to teach. Hey, ladies, do you know you got 82 years of life expectancy? I think you should piss away four hours of that precious finite time listening to Jen Hope because she is obsessed with creating successful momentum that produces confident leaders, blending humor, positivity, and accountability. And all that. She coaches executives and entrepreneurs to open the door to success by saying yes to them. Here's what I want. Here's what I want from every life coach, consultant, and, and, and influencer, I want to see what your tax returns look like. And I want an audited balance sheet of your net assets, your, your net worth. I want to see how successful you are as an individual. Because then I'll know whether or not you actually know how to make it in the real world or this is just bullshit. Uh, she coaches executives and entrepreneurs to open the door to success by saying yes to themselves. Her fierce support, strong business, and marketing savvy and strict no bullshit. Paushi cursed inside positive growth and transformation. What's what's the saying for asshole consulting? When you want to be lied to, hire a regular consultant. When you want the truth, you hire an asshole. Oh God, let's look at her website. Business builder, 
and bullshit slayer. Are you ready to take strategic action and slay your BS? As she's getting by and look, she's good looking. Like a fitness trainer for your professional life. What's her bio? I want to see her resume. Meet Jen. She's a speaker and a coach. With one part tenderness and two parts, it just, what's your fucking resume, dude? Cheeseburger Humor Network sold it to Expedia. What did you do? What? <laughs> what did you do? You're not even in IT. Hang on, I got my, I got my, my LinkedIn. Let's look up Jen Hope. Okay, executive and leadership coach. Guys, I'll never tell you I'm a leadership coach. If anything, I will admit to you, I'm the guy, I'm the coach. I'm the don't step on that landmine like I did coach. I'm the here's not how to fuck up like me coach. Majored in business. Show more. Executive coach and marketing leader. She's a leader at the Stability Met Network. VP of Marketing, Trover, Marketing Consultant, Director of Marketing, Education, BSM. Okay, so she's younger than me by at least five or six years. And I don't know what, volunteer, leader, coach, guest, lecturer, group fitness instructor, marketing director, media. Okay, so no accounting, no IT. I knew this was going to happen. I knew. Okay, Wendy White, she's vice president of Expedia. I'll grant you that. Shia Hardy, managing director at Empower Amsterdam, a nonprofit organization that believes in creating inclusion and community for foreigners in different cities. They help unemployed professionals get back to work faster with free career. Thrive in Learning and Development, nonprofit, CEO of Expedia Group. Expedia Group. Okay, Helen Baker, vice president of technology. Hang on, Cappy. Hang on. She's the VP of technology. Please tell me she has IT experience. <clears throat> All right, let's go LinkedIn. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Experience. Worldwide engineering, engineering, corporate IT, program management. <clears throat> Senior program manager. Okay, action. Uh, MIS has a degree now. All right, all right, there we go. Listen to her. God, is it is it going to be one in every four actually has some kind of senior director technology? Expedia. Oh, Expedia must be funding this. This is all Expedia. This is all Expedia. <laughs> Of course, there's blue hair. There's a blue-haired one. Did Expedia just pay for this? Is that what it is? All right. So you guys can wait four hours to learn. I'm sure there's the process here. There's the process of, of co-storming. It's not brainstorming. It's co-storming. 
toxic tech, mindful strategies to build resilience, like robustness and resilience against, against hacker attacks. You're surrounded by a swirling sea of 24-7 connectivity, making it difficult to navigate our professional and personal lives well. What can we do to ensure we thrive? How can we protect ourselves from drowning in these turbulent waters? I don't know. Just go off of social media for two weeks? I do that at times. I go ghost from Facebook and Twitter. I don't, I don't, need, I don't post stuff on Instagram. Jacqueline Tuma, founder and CEO, Curious Enterprises. Okay, here we got a gal from Microsoft Corporation. Okay, that's legit. SAP, all right. There's some legit people here. I don't know. Time management. I, really, is that is that you don't know how to manage your time? To seek funding or not to seek funding? That That's good. That's finance. Be awesome. Turn flaws into awesome. Okay, here we go. <laughs> On it. For the, for the younger women, for the little sisters, this is the older brother podcast, for the, for the little sisters we got out there who we do desperately want you to do better. Girls, do you think spending half your time on bullshit seminars in class, look, half your class is already pissed away in college on bullshit liberal arts and humanities and Marxist leftist indoctrinated propaganda classes that have nothing to do with your degree, Okay. Could you imagine how much better a student or a engineering graduate or a computer science graduate or an actuarial science graduate or a CPA graduate? <clears throat> could you imagine how much better you'd be if instead of only half your classes being in your actual field, you could have full four years in your actual field? Could you imagine how much better you could be? All right, now think about this, this, this seminar, because you're going to have CPE and seminars and all that. How much of a better employee would you be if you just cut through all the bullshit? seminars and, and and classes or whatever else and you're just like yeah you know what i i learned how to program python i got certified in python uh there was this <clears throat> industrial certification i needed as a civil engineer and i went and i got it no i didn't take the class on how to how to brainstorm no i didn't take i didn't get my certification on how to turn flaws into awesome flaws uh tyra banks coined flossum to describe someone who embraces their flaws and knows they are awesome. Fuck. Oh. Take a look at this. TJ, I hate your fucking guts, man. I hate your fucking guts. Uh, nobody wins when you play small. During this session, you'll hear from people who have overcome tidal waves by making inner intentional choices to be bold, stand out, make mistakes, and still show up. Learn how leaders at multiple career stages sailed into a world without limitations, embrace their greatness, and decide to say, not sorry. Is that a hashtag? Following a 45-minute panel, stay for an audience breakout, an interactive workshop. We will explore and discuss how Flossum, let's add Flossum to next level. And passionate. It's just so flossum. Oh my god, why is there a wage gap? Girls, I, I'm trying to get you before you get to college and you get brainwashed. Do you understand what a waste is? You have time. That's all you got is time. Okay. You might be lucky to have rich parents. 
which their money that they've earned is no more than them giving you more of their time. It's just time. It just happens to be their time, which you can use their money and their, their time in the form of money to command the time of others to do things for you. Okay? It's just time. But you still have only a certain amount of conscious sentience awareness before you either die or you get Alzheimer's. You're not aware that you're, you're there anymore. Okay? Now, this finite amount, this will go away. This will go away. Do you want to waste it on learning how to be flossom? Or maybe you just work a couple extra hours. Just pointing out. <clears throat> um, Moji Igun is founder of Blue Dicey Account. Because there's a lot of founders and entrepreneurs of uh, Fortune 1 billion companies. Say, Aaron, what's a Fortune 1 billion company? Does that mean they have billion? No, it just means they're in the top 1 billion of companies. There's like the Fortune 50, you know, like IBM, Disney, uh, General Motors, you know, companies you've heard of. Then there's the Fortune 500, you know, okay, size. But the Fortune 1 billion is dipshit Joe walked down. I'm in the Fortune 1 billion. Asshole Consulting is in the Fortune 1 billion. The kid with the lemonade stand down the street, Fortune 1 billion. And Moji Igun with Blue Dassey Consulting, all these founders with all their companies, Fortune 1 billion. Companies serve small businesses by identifying opportunities to reduce waste and create strategic plans to implement sustainable practices. She considers herself a lifelong learner. Oh, where to go? Where to go? Earned a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering. What are you doing? Why? What are you doing? We're finding out how to get rid of waste. Oh, she's been doing this for seven months. Maybe it's a side gig. Because she was a project engineer over in Wisconsin. Okay, she, she got real real work. Oh, AmeriCorps. Oh, you helped out the Milwaukee Public Schools. I'm sure it's not a shithole now. Did you, did you fix the problem? Engineering? Engineering, why? Girls, if you spend the time to get a degree in engineering, stick with it. Make your money. Don't start some kind of consulting thing that isn't going to work. See, she's been a consultant for seven months, so you should go listen to her, okay? She, she identifies opportunities to reduce waste and create strategic plans to implement sustainable practices. See, she, she must have forgotten the 10 years she worked at Bain or McKinsey Consulting where she specialized in efficiency. And streamlining operations. She just happened to forget. And now seven, she got seven. Don't worry, she's a genius now on this. My God, guys. <clears throat> Aman Batani, president, brand Expedia. Okay, all right. Is Expedia the travel? Hang on, let me look at this. Make sure. This is the travel website, Expedia Group. Yeah, okay, there we go. Okay, so Aman's legit. Shady home software engineer. Gina Fresquez, speaker, author, success coach. <laughs> Aaron, are we going to look? Yes, we are. Every life coach ever, we're going to look at them. Oh, God, look at all the. Hang on, let me close out of all these things I could open. Flossum. Oh, we're going to close that out. Gina Fresquez, MS, best-selling author. Really? Let's look that up. God, I feel like the great one. 
Athena. There's, it's amazing how many best-selling authors there are that uh, sell less books than me. Come on, Clary. Get the cap locks off. Amazon. Outcast. B.D. Fresquez. Gina Fresquez. Well, there's one. It's got 33 reviews. That's not equivalent to me. So unless this book came out yesterday, which it did not, it came out two years ago, this is not a best-selling author. I guess that by that definition, I'm a really, really, really best-selling author. <clears throat> Again, for all you young girls out there, okay, you listen to this. You, you listen after you bust your ass off learning about chemistry, uh, physics, calculus, programming, all that other stuff. After that, you tell me if you want to take advice from this gal. Gina Fresquez, ma Masters of Science, best-selling author, speaker, and clarity and success coach. Is committed to empowering. Empowering goes on that list. Empowering. So if you hear next level, flossom, passionate, and empowering, it's a worthless seminar. Empowering ambitious female founders and corporate leaders to discover the unique gifts, strengths, and eternal compass. How about work ethic and just burning the midnight oil? Is that ever... Is that nothing? To help them make bold decisions with more confidence, ease, and grace. Gina provides the tools and mindset to overcome overwhelm and banish burning a lot, burnout, allowing women to get out of their own way and fully step up as a leader they deserve to be in their life and career. After spending many sales, many years of corporate sales, Gina made her dream of becoming an entrepreneur true in 2012 when she started her first side hustle. Since then, she's enjoyed the journey of strategically, intuitively coaching her clients through mitigating fears and facilitating the breakthroughs. Trans you got to wonder, like, next to the people that come up with words like um, uh, allyship. I forgot to put that down, allyship. Like, right next door, is there another <clears throat> room where they learn to write bullshit like this, where you have paragraphs that ultimately say nothing? This flowery bullshit. Align themselves with the work they're meant to do in the world in a way that feels good to them while also making a positive impact on the world. Gina accomplishes this through private coaching, masterminds, and retreats. I got to go to her website. Where's her LinkedIn? <sighs> About podcasts. How many podcast episodes does she have? I wonder. Oh, she's got six. Oh, season two. All right. Maybe she does have more. Season two, six. How many does season one have? Oh, she's up to 26 episodes. <sighs> Do women ever realize how much other women lie to you? I mean, yeah, you, you hate, oh, you hate the asshole. You hate men. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, but at least men tell you the truth. Noise, social media, blah, 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 feelings. So how do you want to feel? What if by discovering how you want to feel in all areas of your life and business, it opened up to a possibility to always be on the right path, your path, your way, fulfilling your purpose? Does it just sound like follow your heart and the money will follow? How's that working out for the millions of people? She raises chickens. 
MS, and a master's degree from in coaching and certifications from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and Transformational Coaching Method. There's a there's a network for that. Hey, they love traveling and exploring the outdoor rain or shine. I'm I'm more and more convinced I should have like Cappy Camp. Where I just I just have uh me and it's a drill instructor, and you guys come out to like the Southern Command, and you're gonna pay me a thousand dollars a week just to basically do exactly what I do. Like you're gonna eat what I eat, you're gonna hike what I hike, you're gonna golf when I golf, you're gonna shoot when I shoot. And then when you go back after two weeks, you've lost like 50 pounds and like, oh God, I got a, I got a work ethic now. Awesome. Leading from every chair, multi-dimensional leadership. What's that? What's multi-dimensional leadership? Join this session to hear from conventional and unconventional leaders with vastly, vastly different leadership styles. Learn how they navigate rough waters. Let out, none of you are leaders yet. Let out the sails to capture momentum and drop anchor when that is necessary. This comes from that other room where they're all writing flowery bullshit. Bonus. Bonus. See, there's more. Wait, there's more. Learn why you're a leader already. <laughs> Fuck experience. Fuck hardship. Fuck hard work. <laughs> it's, it's just... You're a leader already, even if you don't currently recognize it. Oh, man. What bullshit. Janice Lichtenwald, leadership coach. Not a coach. You never trust coaches. Certified as a professional co-active coach. There's a certification board somewhere. Janice partners with individuals and organizations to learn how to code C-sharp and Python? No. Focus on emotional intelligence, deepened self-awareness, collaborative leadership, and building... Why don't you fucking say anything tangible or concrete? <laughs> oh, she enjoyed a 25-year career in what prior to coaching 25 year career as a radio broadcast okay all right all right yeah all right oh, team photo passionate about software oh this guy's passionate eleanor edgen Lidis. she's now the founder and executive director of open hearts big dreams TJ, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to fucking kill you, man. <laughs> We're only in day one. There's like four more, three more days to go. Embracing your inner Wonder Woman. I'm, uh, look, again, to the younger sisters out there, for the women who are attending this, Okay, <clears throat> it's too late for them. They're in the 20s and the 30s. They've swallowed the Kool-Aid hole. They they just think this this pet this is what it is. It's a pep rally. This is just a celebration of vagina. Now, do you actually think a celebration of vagina is going to improve your skills as a programmer, an engineer, a designer, actuary, doctor, sir, entrepreneur? Do you really think that's going to help improve you? All right. It, people don't care. Well, okay. 
Guys care what's between your legs, but that's for other purposes. But when it comes to the business world, no one gives a shit. Can you code? Good. We got a Ruby project over there for you to do. Can you fix a car? Can you fix a pump? We got an oil field uh, machine that's down. Go fix it. And by the way, here's $45 an hour and a stipend. We need to have our fluffy bunnies and our inner woomy woomies all fluttered above. Well, we have a public speaker who runs the Yay for Us organization of Yay for Us Incorporated. <coughs> a roundtable discussion about navigating through your career, stepping up to new opportunities, and how to be a wonder woman who has it all. We'll hear some authentic stories from some Wonder Women in tech. I don't know, like maybe you guys would just be a mother and raise your damn kids. That might be one thing. I just, if you want to be truly revolutionary. Oh, here's Gina Frisquez again. Uh, SAP. She isn't, she works at SAP. So I'd, I'd listen. You're a software engineer. Okay. I'd listen to Jessica Owens, software engineer, super chat. Cool. Emily, software engineer. I'd, I'd listen to, okay. There's, there's some, uh, the moderator is uh, Gina, but I would listen to all these women. So even though the title is horrifically bad, uh, these women all look legit. So I go there. Disruptive vision, people over profits, Capital One. Oh God, please tell me you're going to put profits over people so that you run out of money and you're employing no one. When people think of business cases and products, they traditionally focus on direct profits, office at the expense of customers. Yes, but the customers benefit from the product now, don't they? And they willingly give you the money. But this short-sighted approach <laughs> creates an adversarial dynamic that benefits no one. Uh, no, I think it benefits both. No one's putting a gun to people's heads to go buy Xbox One. People are willingly giving up their money. People over profits have become a battle cry of the disruptor, and it works. Oh, yeah, just ask communist Russia. Ask Venezuela. If you prioritize customers in the short term with an eye for keeping costs low, you create a win-win partnership in the long run. Yes, that's what companies do and have been doing for quite some time. Well, explain why this credo makes sense. Maybe because lower prices is competitive? Like what? You, you, you thought that the price of televisions went down... Because accident, flat screen TVs, remember how expensive they were when they first came out to co computers? Didn't the cost come down? Oh, they did it without this seminar. Some, oh, you mean competition drives lower costs naturally? Using a mix of theory and real world examples, then we'll work with you to develop your own people over profits vision. <clears throat> Principal data science, capital one. Okay, IT right there. Smart business manager, Capital One. Oh, it's just two gals. Biomedical engineering. No one studied economics. It's like they discovered something that's been around for hundreds of years. Scrum inside? I don't know what that is. Ignite Girls exclusive event at Nordstrom's. Oh, this ought to be good. 50 Ignite girls will be attending the special WIT regatta event presented by Nordstrom's disgusting. Being brave <clears throat> is more important than being perfect. You know what's better than both of them? Being productive. I just, just run out of there. At Ignite Worldwide, brave. Ed, brave. Brave and courageous.
will send a message that successful women are brave, not per No, successful women are not brave. Successful women are productive. Takes cur courage. There's courage. Brave is often not missing courage. Too far behind it. <clears throat> to not give up when things get hard. It's called tenacity. Uh, and when you get bad grades or make mistakes, you can recover and go on to be successful. Hearing the stories of real women counteracts the nonstop negative messaging girls are told on the internet, TV, and not where is this? Where is this not where? Because I just saw contradicting this, this uh, explanation here. There's a poster now <clears throat> at the Hamilton International School of Seattle. You guys are in Seattle. You could go look at it where it says women are perfect. Where are women being discouraged? Where is that happening? I, oh, my God. Oh, oh, the, the CEO is Miss Magazine. Okay. All right. Okay, right. All right. Yep. In their own words, stories of underrepresented voices and texts. Our sales, the sales are set. What next? An interactive workshop to create your personal vision. Launch it broken. Fix it live. It's not them, it's you. Why your team members are breaking up with you and what you can do about it. Changing the game, increasing the representation of women in games of digital media. No, you can do that. You can start putting guns to women's heads so they stop playing with dolls and they stop majoring in sociology and you force them through concentration camps to play video games and learn to all code, okay? <clears throat> That's how we should get. That's how you can increase representation because we don't want women to have choice. <clears throat> we wouldn't want women to just kind of do what they want, right? Back from the void, resilience of not meeting expectations, engineered a leader, navigating the uncharted. All right, that sounds kind of cool. When women turn on each other. Oh, we got to see this. I'm Guys, it, it's just, there's so much here. Janessa Krasnow. As an experienced designer, storyteller, is storyteller becoming a profession? And presentation coach, my work is rooted in creating dynamic, dynamic. That's another word. Another word to tell it's bullshit. And memorable events and speakers. I work with individuals and teams to craft the most impactful, inspiring, and powerful communication messages, whether they are spoken. Uh, <clears throat> well, written or experienced through art installation and events. I have worked with CEO of Fortune 500 companies, entrepreneurs, therapists, and spiritual heroes, including His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. <laughs> Oh, which is that Microsoft? Oh, God. CEO Mad Alice. What's Code.org. Mad Alice. Can't say more, but it combines Mona's three passions arts, storytelling, and technology. Wait, is storytelling a fucking thing now? Here, I'll tell you a story. There was a this kid called Cap. He was brought under piss poor conditions <clears throat> by his Lutheran father, <clears throat> who believed in 100% that the Lord would provide. After not being provided for for about eight years, then Cappy ran in, luckily, to the stepdad who actually had some money. And then we had some nice food. We had our first full Pepsi at the age of eight or nine. That, but there wasn't enough money to finance college. So Cappy had to work his ass off shoveling shit, 
working and patrolling in shitty cold ass conditions in college, starving, dropping down to 118 pounds from 147, but still through hard work and perseverance, managed to get 3.96 of a GPA. Then he went into the wrong industry, still had to fucking suffer, ended up teaching ballroom dance class, ended up being forced to become some kind of weird, weirdo <clears throat> author, podcaster, YouTuber guy because of the internet. And then he lived in basements for a long ass time. And then finally at the age of 42 paid off his house and he could afford to golf occasionally there. That's a fucking story. Happy ending. The end pay me. Oh, Matt Alice. It's a game. There's a band. There's a movie. Well, our SEO kind of sucks. Her name? Mona Akmal. Mona Akmal. It's not. It's not showing up. Oh, here, Mona Akmal, Great Area, LinkedIn. Okay. <clears throat> now we'll get to the website. Thinking of new ideas. <sighs> Co-founded the dreamfly.org as a 501c3. See, if I ever set up a nonprofit, you're not going to know because it's part of Operation Evil. I'm not going to brag about it. Dedicated to bringing communities and conflict together over shared goals like education and empowerment. Empowerment. <clears throat> empowerment. Oh, that means it's worthless. Primary roles included defining the strategy, identifying prospective partners, fundraising, and measuring progress and impact. Degree, education. There's no degree or education. Oh, here, show more. You're being mean. No, I'm trying to warn young girls who actually might make it. Not one of these women I've highlighted. There are some women who actually do have an IT background. They're making money, okay? Those are the ones you want to become. I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing on about the half of the speakers that are bullshit artists, okay? And to help you young girls who have yet to invest your time and money in an education and a career to avoid this bullshit. Clinical psychologist, psychotherapist, oh good. They have a student. There's a student that's speaking. You're not even graduated yet. Navigating immigration and work visas. I could see that, okay. <clears throat> Become the CEO of your life. Learn how to build your personal board of advisors. Oh, navigating big tech, learning from recruiters, celebrating the wave of women engineers. True allyship. Be a better ally all the day, all, all the time, every day. Relationships are the true currency. Discover your treasure chest. What in the fuck's name? Anthony Kerr, founder of Kimberly Clark. Okay. 
He must have paid him a lot. Lorena Serrano, co-founder of Global Girls Survive. Global Girls Give. Lorena is a community leader, Forbes 30 Youth 30 fellow, and ardent support, ardently supports women chasing their dreams. Born in Mexico, she moved to Nevada at a young age. African herself would not be available due to assumptions of stereotype. No, you probably majored in stupid shit. Biology and biochemistry. You never major in bio. I, I will I will rescind part of that because that's kind of a that's a tricky degree. Like, oh, this will actually go somewhere. And um, unfortunately, the bio degrees do not pay. So she did study hard. She did attain a, a STEM degree. She just unfortunately chose one of the worst ones. <clears throat> yeah, so she probably doesn't have a lot of work. She has a Twitter following. Oh, it's Instagram. God almighty, people. It, you understand the work has to get done, right? We have to produce stuff. We just can't all be coaches and teachers and sponsors and storytellers and inspirational, motivational coaches. There's no, you know, you can't, you can't eat a motivational speech. Uh, a story told by the world's greatest storyteller is not going to keep the lights on. I mean, there's never been such a disconnect from women who are in fields that actually make the world go around being led and instructed and influenced by women and some men who have no fucking real world experience, never worked a fucking job, haven't lifted a finger to actually do anything tangible to advance and, and, and help out society. Not one ounce of GDP production. It, it, it's such a letdown. This is... This is it's stereotypical, it's stereotype, it's failure. <clears throat> Sponsors, yeah, of course, you guys all threw money at this. Look at all these large companies. Some, some Fortune 50 companies did throw money at this. Can you guys at, at least look to see whether or not the seminars and the, the workshops you guys are sponsoring? Isn't 50% bullshit? You really want to help out women? Do you really want to help out women? How about we cut the touchy-feely bullshit and like we, hey, here's here's a scholarship for a programming boot camp. How about that? And it's not all science. Yes, it is. Yeah, it actually is. <clears throat> I've never, I've never seen men have like this, this knitting circle ever. Sponsors. All right. If you want Nelson in the super chats, let's do that. Or, or as we call it, the blood shekels, uh, as DT would berate you and yell at you for in a Stephen Molinoeskian way, listening without donating, which is theft. I don't care. Asshole Consulting, unlike pretty much every life coach, every person we profiled on this segment, if you actually want help, because it's the truth. Not, hey, this will make you feel better. Like booze. Go to assholeconsulting.com. Especially if you're a girl. Especially the lion's share of my clients are boys. But that's because boys want to know the fucking truth. And if girls really want help, you really want to make progress in your life, God almighty, you shouldn't be attending this shit. You should just come out and talk to older brother Aaron. Assholeconsulting.com will, <clears throat> will point you in the right direction. Uh, financial longevity. Your guide to securing your family's financial future. Let's look this up by Dantarius Owens. He's a new sponsor. Notice it's about finance. 
and we go home. Let me get the... I should have pulled it up. But I didn't. It's been a busy day. Here it is. Why is it way down here, Darius? And why is it in Spanish or Portuguese? All right, here, I'll just read this. <clears throat> Are you drowning in debt, losing sleep over student loans, wondering if you'll make the bills at the end of your month? See, notice they've never, so far, Darius has not mentioned allyship, next level, flossom, passionate, empowering, brave, courageous, dynamic, or empowerment. He hasn't mentioned any of those things. He basically said literally tangible, practical things like, are you in debt? Oh, yeah, I am in debt. Would you like to get out? Yeah, yeah I would like. But he didn't, he didn't use all the bullshit words. Well, worry no more. So he's going to take care of it. This book that outlines the secrets to laying a stable, secure financial future for both you and your family for generations to come. Dan Owens is just like you, an everyday hardworking American who got sick. See, he didn't he didn't start a 503C to raise awareness about the puppies and the flowers and the feelings and the, and the vaginas. He was an everyday guy who probably wasn't dead and got out of it. Now he's like me, sharing his experience of how he screwed up so you don't. You might actually make a positive rate of return on this, uh, what is it, $12 book, whatever it is, uh, unlike the thousands of dollars that you paid for the, the Seattle regurgitation seminar, whatever it was. Ah. <sighs> He got sick and tired of being in debt and out of money. But instead of fretting about his finances, Dan got to work and learned from leading financial experts the best way to manage his money. For years, Dan studied and perfected the, perfected the trusted, time-tested approaches to personal finance that he's now compiled in a clear, easy-to-understand roadmap for achieving financial independence over the long term. From slashing your personal debt to buying your first home to planning for retirement, Dan Owens, perhaps the first millennial in America to pay off his student loans within one year of graduation. Right there, Dan. Right there. I'm using that to promote this. <laughs> uh, that's an accomplishment. That's an achievement. Oh, man, my side's hurting. Oh, geez. Dang it. That was good, Dan. Uh, along with tens of thousands of dollars in car loans and credit card debt. Takes you step-by-step step through everything you need to know to throw that debt monkey off your back for good. So there you go. Financial longevity. Your guide to securing your family's financial future. By Dan Terrius owns the First millennial ever to pay off his student loans in a year. That's <laughs> uh, a website. Uh, I haven't given these guys a, a shout out, but Viva La Manosphere. Check out those guys at VivaLamanosphere.com. It's basically the drudge report of the Manosphere and Red Pill community. The Men's Advocate.net. Check that out. Men's Advocate.net. That's a support site for all you men who are divorced. Then. Uh, autistic guys, I to security. This guy up, uh, by TLCR. By the time you've read this book, you'll be able to live a more secure life. You don't need any form of autism to read it, but it helps. The advice is easy to follow and written in a way that anyone can understand. That's an autistic guy's guide to security, among other thoughts, written by TLCR. Uh, obviously, available in paperback and Kindle, and obviously, for those of you. <clears throat> who have autism and are worried about security. Uh, if you want to read my best post ever, you can't. It's not available on the on the uh, blog anymore because I wrote it and then no one read it. So I put it behind the Patreon wall. If you want to go to patreon.com slash Aaron Clary, I think 
don't know what the minimum donation amount is. I think it's a buck, and then you can read that. So now you have a reason to donate to Patreon if you'd like to. Uh, I know a lot of people prefer Patreon over PayPal or whatever other means, but uh, so there it is. And if you just want to throw me money, you can at patreon.com. Don't do that because I prefer that you do all your Amazon shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. Uh, go to olderbrother.com slash donate. There's three ways you can help out financially. One is Patreon. The other is PayPal. You get nothing for that. It's just a pure donation. Okay, Patreon, you do get access to that. Sanity is the future of wealth article. Uh, but if you do shop through the Amazon affiliate link there, uh, I get a 6% cut on all your purchases and you don't pay anything extra. So if you get into the good habit of going there first and then clicking on that link and then doing your shopping, <clears throat> that will help out tremendously. And then that way you can, um, we win in the end. It doesn't cost you anything. The Pence Principle, written by Randall Bentwick. That is a book for all you boys out there who are afraid that you might get Brett Kavanaugh where 48 years from now, as you run for municipal dog catcher, Tilly Jones comes up and says that you uh, felt her booby back in the fourth grade. And um, then there's a senatorial inquiry and uh, your name is dragged through the mud. Uh, basically, it's a book on how to not get falsely, falsely accused of rape, how to avoid uh, the increasing weaponization of women. Uh, and there's, some, there's more and more crazy women out there, guys. And remember, it's not the majority of women. It just takes one, okay? It just takes one. And uh, sadly, <clears throat> today's dating world, I guess that book is mandatory. So that's available in paperback and Kindle, The Pence Principle, All Lessons Men Must Learn from Ford Kavanaugh. Trade the ratio by our good friend, Glorious Carl. For any of you interested in buying precious metals, specifically gold and silver, take a look at that book. The first half is an introduction to why you might want to buy precious metals. The second half is how to trade in and out of them and actually start making cash by uh, having some capital gains by trading them. Uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez wants to stop cows from farting. One of the first books that quotes Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, written by Daniel Perlman. You can find that. Almond. Perlman? Whatever. You'll find it. Wants to stop cows from farting. You'll find that on Amazon, uh, paperback and Kittle. Orion's Cold Fire. Go to orionscoldfire.com to find uh, a nice little photo gallery. Yeah, he writes about politics and economics, but I, I, uh, I need to clock out of that. I do enough of that for my regular job. I prefer to look at his photo gallery because he drives across the United States and takes pretty pictures. The hyphen quintessentialist.blogspot.com. It is a movie review site. Go there to have your movies reviewed before you invest the three hours of your time and Lord knows how much of your money going and seeing the damn movies. Movies are becoming shit now and they're worse. They're becoming sermons where you just don't want to. Yeah, oh, wow. Okay. I got it. I know. Left the spot. I know. I know. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna go see. I hate to say it. I'm not gonna see uh, uh, the Avengers Endgame in the theater unless unless world class bullshitters or the quintessentialists came out and said, "Oh my God, it's a must," and there's no politics. Okay, then I'll go see it. But right now, I'm kind of like, nah, it's gonna be a DVD rental. That's that's gonna be a DVD rental. I know what happened to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I saw what happened, and sadly, Guardians of the Galaxy Two wasn't political at all. It was just an emotional tampon of sap. Uh, that was horrible. I don't think I've ever seen such a drop. The sequel is usually not as good as, as the original, but I've never seen a drop so bad in the quality from the original Guardians of the Galaxy down to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That was just 
such, I, I even had my shirt on. I was excited. I almost felt like a kid again. And I, yeah, that's why you're an adult. But yeah, is there a little Aaron coming in? Is there a little, kill him. All right, I'll teach you. They'll never have hope again. And I didn't. <clears throat> Academiccomposition.com. If you are in college and you don't want to write your papers on whatever, Lord knows what Marxist leftist slop there is out there today. Hire Alex and his crack team of writing staff to write your papers for you by going to academiccomposition.com. Uh, Alex is also always hiring. He's hiring people to do marketing and write the papers themselves. These jobs suck. The pay is not great. Don't bitch and, oh, my God, this sucks writing Marxist indoctrinated slop. Yeah, I, I know it does. Oh, my God, this sucks marketing and posting links up on different websites. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, but that's why jobs suck, and that's why you're paid. The one benefit of working for academic composition is that you can work remotely from the comforts of your own home. And that makes you better than any baby boomer that has ever walked the face of the planet. I don't know if you're working if I can't see you. I wish we could take Microsoft Excel and put it in like a brick. Like if Excel, I know it sounds weird, but if we could take Microsoft Excel and have it manifest in a physical, analog, non-digital physical reality and have it be the consistency of a brick so that that way I can take the brick and I can bash baby boomers over the head with it saying, here's how you learn your fucking Excel. Now you piece of fucking shit. Can you see me working now? I'm not advocating you kill anyone. I would just like to bash the baby boomers with my Microsoft Excel because every baby boomer ever has assured me they, quote, can't do that Excel stuff. They, they assured me of that. The Excel is Excel is like saving for retirement. Baby boomers just can't do it. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, do I got it? Do I have it? I don't think I got it. I don't have it. Poor Richard's retirement. If you don't want to end up like the baby boomers, like where you're just not going to have enough money for retirement and you're going to die in a government financed nursing home with your kids never visiting you because you've divorced and you treat them like shit. If you want to avoid that fate, may I recommend you get uh, Poor Richard's retirement and you start saving now while you're young. Kind of like how we're talking to the younger sisters of the Older Brother podcast now. Like now is the time in high school and college <clears throat> to put your effort in and make sure you're going down the right path and you invest your time wisely and you avoid scam artist uh, uh, touchy-feely seminars like this. It's the same thing with retiring and, and financial planning. Start now. Don't wait till you're my age in your 40s. It's almost too late by that time. And so they don't wait like these dipshit baby boomers I used to have. I, I ended up, I think they look me up now and they know not to talk to me. But really, I am 58. The kids are finally out of the house. I finally paid off their student loans. <laughs> now it's time to get serious about retirement. Oh, yeah? Wouldn't you like to retire? 83? Well, I'd like to retire early if possible, like 62. Well, well I, don't, I don't see how that's going to happen unless you sell a kidney. I just don't see. And even then, you'd have to have spectacular. What do you mean? I don't know. I got to work till I'm 75. No, no, you don't have to work till you're 75. You're going to have to work till you're dead, motherfucker. <clears throat> but I was told that did it, did it, did it, did it. I won't live that long, but God, I'd love to see the last baby boomer die. Oh, that'd be so great. I didn't do anything to you personally. Yeah, you did. All right. Uh, poor Richard's retirement. Along with other books, 
<clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. I was talking about academic composition. Anyway, so uh, apply with Alex. Go to academiccomposition.com. Send him an email. Tell him I sent you. Uh, Reconnaissance Man. These are my books. Reconnaissance Man. I got it right here. Don't ask me where should I live. Don't. Get that book instead. Reconnaissance Man. Okay? It tells you how to explore the country, where to live, where to move. And you got to read it before you're in college. All right? You can read it while you're in college. You can read it after your college. It will help, certainly. But it, it again, it helps best if you read it before you go to college. Black man's got out of poverty. I think I got that here, too. That's Black Man's Got Out of Poverty with our buddy Marcus Brown there on the cover. Now, I don't know if you knew who this book was for. It would be for black men who are in poverty. And here's the catch. They want to get out. If you're a black guy, okay, we're good. And you're in poverty, you're there. But if you want to stay in poverty, well, then keep voting for the Democrats. And attend seminars like this about Felix. <laughs> yeah, but if, if you want to get out of poverty, grow, grow a pair of nuts and become like us. Join us on the libertarian Republican side. That's racist. No, they're not. Look at history. They fought a civil war to free the slaves. Democrats want you guys under control, just like they got you now. <laughs> and this is one uh, by a good colleague and friend of mine, Joseph Ford Cotto, Under the Crowns and Stripes. Uh, I haven't read through it. <clears throat> I meant to promote it. Left me a nice note. And um, Cotto is actually kind of a polished, distinguished gentleman. I'd say he's one of the last gentlemen <clears throat> in the United States. He dresses accordingly and um, distinguished, very distinguished. And so you can look him up, Cotto, C-O-T-T-O, -T -T -O, Joseph Cotto, Under the Crown and Stripes. And what else we got? Worthless young person's indispensable guy choosing the right major. I am going to hope all you young girls and boys who are listening know not to major in stupid shit, but if you're wondering what, what to major in, go get my book, Worthless, okay? <laughs> you don't want to become a life coach or a storyteller. Oh, my God. Don't become a storyteller. What do you say? It's... <laughs> You're at a you're at a meeting, you're on a date or whatever, you're meeting some people. Oh, what are you? I'm a storyteller. Like in kindergarten, like you teach little kids. No, I, I'm a storyteller. Or like a camp for like little kids that are retarded or something. No, no, I talk to adults and I tell stories. The fuck. Uh, the West Coast. <sighs> Enjoy the decline. If dumb shit like this, God, we haven't even gotten to the crazy articles that I am not even going <clears> to. <throat> bother going but we'll save that for another i think i'll save it for the clary pocket my god there's just so much stupid shit guys there was the fat fat activist that went down to saint olaf which is south of me in the metro it's a liberal arts college in a town called northfield they had this just this land whale talk about how dieting is oppressive or something like that or child abuse uh, having your kid go on a diet is child abuse i just like you can't make it up. You just can't make it up. And like fucking sheep, the dipshit kids at St. Olaf showed up. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. Fuck that, man. That is beautiful. Why can't I find a husband? Oh, by the way, young ladies, if you're listening, I'll talk about this later in a book I'll be writing down the road. If you really want to be happy in life, you better make sure you're thin and in shape. I know. I know. That's just, I know. I know. Doesn't have anything to do with your career. It has to do with finding a man. 
has to do with biology and genetics. I'll, you can read my latest article uh, on Captain Capitalism at blogspot.com. What was it? It's not your job to unearth the desires of women, something like that. Trust me, girls. Stay thin, stay beautiful. Life is going to be a lot easier. The, the amount of time you'll spend at the gym and dieting is a fraction of the time and calories of effort and energy that you would spend busting your ass off for a master's degree that's going to pay you $10 an hour as a barista at a coffee store. Okay? Just telling you that now. <clears throat> we can argue about that later. Um, but the, yeah, so make sure you're majoring the right thing and be beautiful. Be smart and be beautiful. That's too, dude. That that combination is deadly. If you're smart and beautiful, you will have high quality men banging down your door. You will beautiful and brains. That, oh, that mm. and no other guy's kid. Okay, <laughs> do I have to explain that one? I had three children. They they think that that that's the needle off the record. What? Huh? They just think it's industry standard. Yeah, it's nothing. I just had it. Yeah, cause yeah, kids are nothing, right? <laughs> just say it matter of factly. Oh. Yeah, beauty brains, no other guys' kids. You're you're golden. You're golden. Oh, enjoy the decline. Living accepting with the death of the United States. Check that out. Curse of the High IQ. That's for everybody tuning in right now. If you have not gotten that book. See, I keep getting questions. It's really interesting. I get questions from people. I'll be like, oh, I got my IQ tested, and it's hard to find people and friends and people today. I'm like, did you read the book? No. I'm like, how did you come up with this question without reading the book? Get the book, Curse of the High IQ. Are you a nerd? Did you not have a fun social life at school? When you go out with people, male or female, <clears throat> And you're, you're just like, oh, my God, I want to put a bull in my head. You don't like parties? You're wondering, why am I going to a nightclub? Are you at house parties? You're like, God, this is awfully boring. You might have a high IQ. And there are some ailments and uh, what do they call it? Symptoms that come with that. You might want to understand that and make your life a hell of a lot easier. So go get the book, Curse of the High IQ. Poor Richard's Retirement already talked about that. That's a book for baby boomers. Oh, my God, I should have started back in the 80s. And then we have the best of Cap Eve's books. The latest one. This is where I just take. No, no, don't fall. Damn it. This is just the best of my blog. So I backed this one up. This is obviously a larger one, but I put uh, pinups from different artists <clears throat> on the cover to spruce them up a bit because my covers are kind of shitty. Um, if you like that article, Everybody go ahead and read the article on my blog, CaptainCapitalismsOfBlogspot.com. It's like, it's not man's responsibility to unearth a woman's desires or something like that. If you like that quality of writing, that's what's in these books. I don't back up all the posts of my blog, only the high quality ones. And it shows because they usually get very, very high ratings. I leave all the typos in there because I like typos because ideas are more important than grammar. And only low IQ English majors who couldn't actually write a book think otherwise. Elkins Comprehensive Tax Guide to 2019 and the Elkins Guide Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. I guess that's done and over because tax season is done and over, so we don't have to promote that anymore. <laughs> Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. Two books by Adam Piggott. You can find that by going to pushingrubberdownhill.com. He has a, po a podcast and a blog there as well. 
And that's about it. All right. All right. Let's get to the super chats here. Bacon. <laughs> bacon Maldito. You can find him at uh, thegoddamnbacon.com. I tuned into his podcast. I downloaded a couple of them. And I got to say, not bad for a beginning. Every time somebody starts a podcast, especially if you never podcast, they're always going to suck. And uh, <clears throat> they weren't bad, especially given uh, that these are his beginning episodes. Uh, so I kinda, the, he's got to work on audio. So Bacon, get closer to like this. Get closer to the microphone. Get yourself a good quality microphone. You could kind of go in and out. I don't know if you're moving around, going around, coming back, coming back. And maybe increase the gain if there is a gain button on your microphone. Um, because I'll record louder. What I had, I downloaded the first one. I could hear it, but I couldn't hear it loud. I had to turn everything way up. And as long as I wasn't driving in the car, I could hear it. But if there was any background noise, I couldn't hear it. So you want to get your volume up. Uh, but not bad. Not bad. Not good for like a, a, a season podcast. But not bad at all. He just rambles and talks about shit, and that's the best way to do it. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Bacon Maldito at thegoddamnbacon.com. What do you write? Day late equals avocado toast and craft kombucha. <laughs> oh, dude, I've been so freaking busy. So freaking busy. No, uh, Al Prolemontin says, no school would hire Aaron. He would trigger the student. Oh, God, the students would be crying. The students would be crying. I wouldn't even last. I, I'd get. I wouldn't. Why? Well, I wouldn't even get hired now. You need a master's degree to teach in college. You effectively need a master's degree because you got to get a bachelor's degree in education, and you got to get a license. You're not smart enough to teach in the public schools. You need a license. So you go to school for another year. You fork over more money to the government. Now you get your education license. I remember I had a buddy. <clears throat> she was licensed to teach only the third grade. I'm like, honest in God's name of fuck, what do you mean you're only licensed to teach the third grade? Apparently, every grade, you need a license. Like, a, a fourth grade teacher cannot just go and apply for a high school position. You need to be licensed to teach high school. And you can't, be, if you're a high school teacher, you can't go teach community ed. You need to be licensed to teach a special ed. Or not community ed, special ed. You want to talk about just a Bullshit racket. Go to it's it's the public schools, man. It's the public schools. Harvey for five bucks. Glad to see you resolved your smoke detector issue. <laughs> Sleep well under its protective watch. Yeah, I had to put that back together uh, because when we were showing the house, the wires are just all unhung. Actually, funny you mentioned that because I've had fires the past couple of times, and that has not set it off. Um, so maybe I'm. Got the master of getting the, getting the fire going without smoking up the house too much. That's pretty good. All right, and that's it. That's all the that's all the super chats. <clears throat> all right, now I could go to other stuff. Whoa, whoa, back up here. All right, what do I want to do? I gotta close out of this. Close out of this. Oh, hang on. Where did Russell go? I got a new sponsor. No, no, no. Hang on. How are we going to look this up? Bear with me, guys. Oh, 
Oh no, it was on the other email. Hang on, we're getting there. If you did have questions of a very brief, short, asshole consoling nature, you can always send in the super chats. We'll answer them here for at least the next couple of minutes. But uh, here we are, Russell. <clears throat> God, I almost forgot this. Uh, RDKlegal.com. Uh, this guy reached out to me, and he is a divorce lawyer. And I am going to have him on here uh, one of these days to talk about, you know, kind of like all my books, they really help you before you partake in an act, be it your career, your education traveling or something else like that, investing, stuff like that. And I think it'd be really good to have a lawyer come in, even though obviously he specializes in Illinois uh, divorce law. Uh, it'd be really good to have him say, hey, before you get married, here's some things you ought to do and consider from a legal perspective. Uh, because a, a penny of prevention is worth a pound of pain or whatever the saying is. Uh, the bolt, when did it fall now? God damn it. Uh, Chicago divorce lawyer who, who's, who is results focused. I try to close cases amicably, but I'm not afraid to fight for my client's best interests. I have over a hundred in-depth articles on my website about divorce in Chicago, Illinois. Russell only does divorce. He wakes up, brushes his teeth, and then he divorces people. <laughs> uh, payment, add all that other. Cool. All right. Anyway, so take it out. It's rdklegal.com. I always go to his site. Let's see what he's got going on here. Yeah, there he is. Hey, Russell, is this your buddy off to the left, or is he uh, is he a client? Law offices of Russell D. Knight, divorce lawyer of Chicago. When your family has issues that may lead to litigation, deep-seated emotions could boil over long before you reach a courtroom. Your lawyer can either add to the stress or reduce that existing level of stress. At the law office of Russell D. Knight, we provide a personal level of service that will help put you back in control. They're all smiling and happy. They're all, like, excited. They're very happy about divorce. We'll discuss all your legal options and give you an honest assessment. Where are you at? I can kind of tell by the buildings. There's the Wrigley building. Where's the other one? He's in a skyscraper of some kind. Contact our offices today for 100% free consultation to find out how we can best uh, serve you. All right, so here's his blog. Divorce with a child, what happens to foreign property in a divorce, common law marriage in Illinois, what should child support cover in Illinois, how to divorce, how to value a house in a divorce, inheritance and divorce in Illinois. I get the impression he knows about divorce in Illinois. About, who's his buddy? Oh, here's his other buddy, <clears throat> Rahul Iyer. Uh, Rahul practice in a small general practice firm, focusing primarily on family law in Minnesota. Oh, he's from here. Until 2015, when he moved to join his Minneapolis-born wife in Chicago, who was also an attorney. I'll tell you, Rahul, you're in a better time. If I had to choose between Minneapolis and Chicago, I'd choose Chicago. Both, both towns are cold and shitty, but Minnesota's a little bit colder, but the taxes are about the same, and Chicago has a hell of a lot more to offer. Family law, blah, 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 blah. He probably could tell you all about the Twin Cities. Oh. Russell's a Canuck. Russell was born in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, Canada. My family moved to the United States in 91. Attended Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. Graduated 2000 Bachelor of Science in Computer Systems. Wow, why'd you go to, why'd you go to law? You'd rather work with people than machines. Interesting. Oh, in Banner Champaign, Illinois. 
He speaks Spanish. Moved to Mexico. Well, there you guys go. All right. So Russell D. Knight, that is rdklegal.com if you have to be in Chicago, or you just want to borrow his ear. I, I think it would be very helpful to have a lawyer come in and we talk about some do's and don'ts before you get married or before you get engaged. Um, let me type that in RDK law. So I don't forget. RDK law or legal. Hang on. What was it? RDK legal. Sorry. RDK legal. All right. I'll save that. Uh, where was I? What was I on the rambling about? Sorry, I got to close out a bunch of windows here. All right. Russell D. Knight, got him. I think that's all the sponsors. There's the League of Actionary Podcasters. We'll do that later. All right. Make him Aldito for another 556. Just download a gold wave. We'll be playing with that this weekend. Previous ones were with Windows Recorder. Thanks for tuning in. We'll work out. Yeah, it's not that hard. <clears throat> What's great about gold wave is it's effectively free. You can have like 2,000 clicks on it before you got to, you quote, buy, but you just download the trial version again. But as I've said before, it's such a good software. I actually donated money uh, to their site. Um, but you'll figure it out. It's not that hard. Uh the best thing is just grab and click and drag. Sometimes what's a little bit hard to figure out is if you want to edit out audio, you like want to splice and it's not intuitive how to move that damn cursor. It's a light blue. You understand light blue. Remember what I said? It's kind of a pain in the ass to move that around. But once you, once you figure it out, it's like, okay, this, this will work. And remember you want to save them 128 or higher, but not much higher than 160, 128 or 160 kilobytes per second. You're good to go. Um, might that be it? Show is up. Oh, I was on the School Sucks project. Let's get out of here. All right, all right. What do I want to do? I'm going to leave Rebecca Twig for later. There's been a spree <clears throat> of journalists killing themselves. Uh, unintentionally, of course, but falling to deaths or going and getting in the middle of protests. Uh, there's so much stuff. There's the corporate equality index. You know what? Let's just go. Fat chick. It's saying Olaf. I'll just read the article. From campusreform.org, you almost don't have it, it every day. It's something new, it's something crazy. There's that. There's that many crazy people in academia now that it is a daily event. Uh, that's something newsworthy, truly, because it's in academia. People are actually listening to this dumbass shit. A fat sex therapist recently gave a talk at Saint Olaf College in Minnesota, in which she compared personal trainers to Nazis. Now, keep in mind, it could be spin here. <clears throat> she probably said, oh, those guys are Nazis, you know, sophomorically or joking. 
She further compared a parent putting a child on a debt to sexual assault. <laughs> and of course, she's fat. She's not attractive. I don't know how she's a sex therapist. Quote, I truly believe that child cannot consent to being on a diet the same way a child cannot consent to having sex. Sonali Rashatar, whose Instagram username is the fat sex therapist, proclaimed Thursday from the main stage at St. Olaf. She continued, I experienced diet culture. Diet culture, honest to God. Diet culture? There's no culture. There's diet. You eat. You either eat healthy or you don't. What culture? What what lessons, mores comes from it? I mean, there's a cooking culture. Well, what's diet culture? As a form of assault because it impacts the way that I experience my body. <laughs> These comments and more were made in the context of her two-hour speech sponsored by St. Olaf College's Wellness Center Women's and Gender Studies Department. There's nothing well about being 300 pounds. Oh, there's more to the time. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't fully read the title of this department. Sponsored by St. Olaf College's Wellness Center, Women's and, Ge- Women's and Gender Studies Department, and Center for Equity and Inclusion. On the topic of radical fat liberation. Not regular fat liberation. This is radical fat liberation. The talk included assertions that fitness contributed to the recent Christchurch shooting. What? The guy who shot it wasn't fat that people should challenge the rule of law as well as the authority of and the police. I don't, I don't know what that has to do with, with, with that. So now we're going to start by talking about how to politicize our definition of body image. What does that even mean? Again, obviously she has a lot of resources to get that fat. And again, I was very happy to have the food that I stuffed into my backpack because resources were scarce. But again, how much money of your daddy or the government do you have to have to get to the point that you think that this is worthwhile putting a seminar together? Tonight, we're going to talk about, start by talking about how to politicize our definition of body image. <clears throat> there is no image, just the electromagnetic radiation. I see you. That, that's it. You're a fat, disgusting slob. The majority of people don't want to sleep with you. There are some people who are chubby chases. Yes. But for the vast majority of the population, you're ugly, you're repulsive, and you're unhealthy. And you could ignore the rest of the world and be fat. But, you know, it's kind of like the gay community. Sorry for my fellow gay listeners who are not not the tyrant gays. You're just going to shove that shit down everybody's throat, whether they're gay or not. You're going to shove fat acceptance down everybody's throat, whether they're physically, genetically capable of finding fat women attractive or not. It's always fat women, never fat guys, right? I've never seen a fat guy be a fat activist. Because oftentimes we actually get stuck thinking of it from a white supremacist lens. <laughs> she explained how white supremacy happens every day in all, in all these little, little things. Guys, for seriously, read, go to Patreon. I am going to be coming out with, um, I'm publishing... Sanity is the future of wealth. Uh, I'm converting that to an, a little book, a booklet. It's it's not. It's just going to be an essay. It's not going to be more than thirty pages. I think once it comes out to book form, but it is so good and so important. I think so key, not just for understanding society, but I think it truly does. It's a victory for the right. 
<clears throat> the libertarians and just simply the non-left, the sane people. Because once you realize all this insanity going around you and how they're just coming for more money and they're going to, you know, oh, we're all white supremacists because of microaggressions we're, un we're unconscious uh, of and how we're going to have to pay more money to these fat, disgusting parasites. In the end, you got to realize just what a miserable life these people live to the point that I, I don't think my brain could be so stupid. I don't think I'm so unstimulated that I would ever say, or think, I'm going to start talking about how to politicize our definition of body image. Because oftentimes we actually get stuck thinking of it from a white supremacist lens. Not only is there never, that, that, that those two things don't intersect. You couldn't even construe or warp it so that it would. So if I got to sit there and make up lies in my own mind, and then in a, in a, in a pure pissing away of my finite time, warp it so that they might intersect in some intellectually dishonest way and then speak about it. Holy shit. That's like writing a book on the liberal arts. That's like writing 800 pages on nothing. It's like all those profiles we read about these, uh, <clears throat> uh, leaders and, and storytellers and coaches and influencers. She explained how white supremacy happens every day in all things, these little, little things. During the course of her talk, Rashatar listed science as one of these supposedly white supremacist everyday things. Quote, we should be critical of the use of science and the production of knowledge to continue promoting this idea that certain bodies are fit, able, and desirable. Dot, dot, dot. Is it my fatness that caused my high blood pressure or is it my experience of weight stigma? I'm, I'm going to go with your body. <laughs> I, hey, lady, why don't, you, why don't you find out, huh? Why don't you go zen and chill the fuck out and not let it bother you anymore? And you pig out, lady. You find out what's going to happen. She then connected the science suggesting that obesity is unhealthy to Nazism, saying that fatphobic science is often actually eugenic science. Eugenic science is a Nazi science. See, they, now, in all intellectual honesty, campus reform did edit the hell out of that. However, she then pivoted to support scientific findings as she pondered intentionally pursuing weight loss, claiming that what we're discovering scientifically is that it's not possible. It's not? After addressing the topic of science and making her claim that there's no connection between high blood pressure and obesity, Rashatar turned to discuss political philosophy and po Ladies <coughs> and men, by all means, if you're oppressed and you hate the patriarchy and you want to stick it to men and be an eyesore and make men's life a little bit less enjoyable. Go be fat like this woman. Just go get overweight and, and pig out because there's no cost or consequences. I'm going to believe science. I'm going to believe the medical community and say that obesity is bad. And you go knock yourselves out. You take yourselves out of the human race earlier than you should be. I'm not, I'm not going to stop you. you know, but if, if you're going to worry about it, well, you either do some or you don't. Don't sit and God Almighty, don't try and tie it to <clears throat> Nazis and white supremacy. <laughs> uh, this conversation about pushing off our well being onto the individual is part of these 80s Reagan era policies that, again, try to move that structural obligation of a system and a social safety net onto the individual. Yeah, because if you all are fat and laying on the, on the hammock there, it's going to break. Rashatar said, instead of thinking that there should be social supports that also help me to subsidize my food costs. 
I, those are significant food costs. Her solution to these problems of society requiring individual responsibility was calling students to challenge all authorities, not just the authority that science has given, but also legal authority. The same way I want us all to challenge laws. I want us to challenge prisons and policing. This gal's just all over the place. Uh, Rashatar specified how she personally enacts these ideas in her life as a sexual trauma therapist. She said that in her professional role, her code of ethics dictates an absolute prohibition on physical contact with clients. Who would touch? What? However, Rashatar claimed that I will never live by a professional code of ethics that tells me what I'm allowed and not allowed to do with my body. Finally, Rashatar took a crack at recent events, particularly the Christchurch massacre in New Zealand. I'd love to see how this is related to obesity. I do not think it's surprising that the man who shot up Christchurch, New Zealand, was also a fitness instructor. Oh, that's a, a connection. How many fitness instructors go off the deep end? I wonder. Making this claim, she added that the shooting is a clear communication that there's still an idealized body. Yeah, there is. I, Nazis really love this idea of an idealized body. Well, yeah, they also liked electricity and, and, and penicillin, which was recently discovered. Uh, they liked food. I'm sure they liked chocolate, uh, but that doesn't make chocolate or a healthy body unhealthy. And so it makes a lot of sense to me that a fitness instructor might also think about an idealized body in this thin white supremacist way. <clears throat> oh God, what are the what are the views of the St. Olaf? What is the reaction of the students? It'd be so telling to find out what they thought of this. It'd be a truly enjoy the decline moment. After the lecture, campus reform spoke with Will Dowdy, a freshman at St. Olaf's St. Olaf student in attendance who has lost over 100 pounds during his own personal journey health. The entire speech was very troubling to me, Doty said. I know from personal experience that health is absolutely connected with weight when you decide to give up. Inkling that doctors are lying to you and you're perfect the way you are. All you truly end up with is repressed emotions and an early funeral. Okay, ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba. Campus reform also reached out to the San Olaf Media Department. Again, who sponsored this? The Women's Studies Department and Center for Equity and Inclusion and the Wellness Center. Again, ladies, we're going to focus on the sisters today because it seems to be a female theme thing. Who do you think has your best? Didn't old Cappy just tell you to lose the weight, to stay thin and be, be smart? Was that be beautiful, be smart? Did I just tell you that? What are women telling you to be dumb or, or flighty? I don't know what the hell we could be frivolous uh, as per that seminar thing. Uh, and then be fat, be disgusting, and be physically unhealthy. You tell me which is going to result in a better life. Um, I'm kind of curious. I want to see if St. Olaf, as a newspaper, to see what those idiot kids... <clears throat> thought about it in the news. Let's search. Is there nothing coming through? Do I have to hit enter? This event is double wellness swiped. Ooh.
That's just the event. I want to see if there's an article. Bear with me, guys. Uh, no comments are available. No comments. I don't think you're going to see comments. I think it was such a failure. So laughable. This just makes me want to go go. Yeah, we're not gonna. We're not gonna find out. All right. <clears throat> Let's go back to the super chats here. I've got Rainy Wolex five dollars. Aaron, can you look up Reed Larson snaps? Chris Hemsworth on YouTube and react to the first video. Ah, uh, okay. Let me. I, I hope the bandwidth doesn't do anything. I look up Brie Larson snaps at Chris Hemsworth. There, Brie. <clears throat> I'm gonna lose it. It's like a 14-minute video. This is... All right, let's go to uh, the Dave Cullen show. Let's see if that... There we go. Don looks emaciated. All right, let's go to the... I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess maybe I don't have the action the reaction everybody wants. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, but, but again, how excited can I get about Brie Larson? I, I don't know. I just it's who was it? Somebody wanted me to get upset. I did. Uh, oh. Steve Harvey had a gal on. There was an excerpt. Client sent me a client uh, a request at Asshole Consulting. And there was a gal who had this unrealistic expectations for dating requirements of men. And it was it was delusional. That's why they had her on Steve Harvey. And it was things like he he's gotta like my dog, but he can't own a dog, but he can't be jealous of my dog. He can't wear sweatpants. It was just it was just an insane level and number of irrational and impossible standards. And the woman could not understand why she hadn't found a guy who was 32 and strong independent woman, don't need no man fish bicycle, corporate professional type. 
And I could get I couldn't get worked up about it because it's it's oh wow, Brie Larson's gonna Brie Larson, okay. Crazy rah-rah feminist, you go girl, empowered woman isn't gonna find a husband. Okay, nothing's really new. Um I mean, this is just the natural cycle of going through, I guess, the red red pill or what I'm old. I'm old. I'm a veteran of the red pill. I'm retired. I'm the man up in his cave that you go search. I'm like the Indian guy in Cowboy Bebop that has the sand. Go, oh, wonton conca guide his spirit. And Cowboy uh, Spike Spiegel comes in. <clears throat> we talk about women. He ignores me. You underestimate women like me, my friend. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't get excited about Brie Larson. But you guys, I mean, you're still young. You guys coming into the? Like, oh my God! Did you know women lie? Yeah, kid, for like 25 years. Here. Yeah. All this, read that book. I'm going to go golf. I, I don't want to get angry anymore. I really, in part because I got high um, cholesterol, but I'm really trying to make changes in my own psychology and, and, and person, not necessarily personality, but not get as worked up, go out and have fun, truly enjoy the decline. And uh, okay, Brie Larson, okay, fine. She did that thing. Hey, a woman, I, in the article I wrote today, I had to look up what women married. A woman, there's a woman that married her dog, a woman that married a cat, a woman who married herself, a woman who married a pirate ghost, but then she divorced the pirate ghost. And then there was a woman who, of course, married herself. And after <clears throat> you marry a Ferris wheel, it's kind of like, yeah, nothing's really going to surprise me anymore. Yeah, yeah. The crazy woman who blames her obesity and expects me to pay, like literally expects me to pay for it, eh, nothing really surprises me anymore. And so a feminist Hollywood starlet, I don't know, mouthed off to Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Bacon Maldito for two fifty three. Got to run meantime. Look up carnivore diet. Crazy. Thank you, Bacon. Atham Aldecua. Claire equals healthy Chaparito. Yeah, Atham's got, got some pretty high blood, uh, not blood pressure, rate. So um, hopefully you went in and checked the, uh, checked the heart rate. And that's it. All right, cool. No more super chats. All right, let's close this out before you guys donate anymore. If you would kindly <clears throat> go to theolderbrother.com uh, to check out all the archives and the things and the stuff in the main website. Also, uh, if you go to olderbrother.com slash donate, there's ways that you could support me financially there. But the main one, again, is going through the Amazon affiliate program. Check out my blog post that I wrote today. It's very good. Very good indeed. It is. Well, I should probably look it up. Step, keep guessing. Might be able to go get some food here. It's not your job to unpack her desires. Please read that. That is an amazing post. Hopefully, it's gone viral. It already had twenty-two repeats by all the the key players out there. And then what else? Uh, oh, subscribe, like the video if you are tuning in right now. Like it, uh, but then also subscribe to the Older Brother Podcast. And please. If you have any younger sisters or cousins or nieces that you care about, and they're of age, because obviously we cursed a lot here, please send the video to them. Please get them the book Worthless, or just have a chat with the uh, female loved ones in your life about the importance of actually having a real skill and avoiding this fluffy feminist vagina-worshipping slop. Okay? So subscribe, comment, like, share, all that other stuff. And we are out of here, toodles.